Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the most recent episode of the Evan Witt Podcast. I am Evan Witt, and I appreciate you all for listening. It is Saturday, August 18th, 2018, and there is lots to talk about today. We are two games into the Green Bay Packers preseason. A lot going on with the Packers. A lot of tough decisions to make for Green Bay, as they're going to eventually have to get their roster down to 53 and it's going to be very tough decisions to make for that. And today's show, I'm going to go over my 53-man, what I would do if it was my choice on who makes the team and who doesn't. going to also talk about some WWE SummerSlam. SummerSlam tomorrow, August 19th, uh, whatever the amount of time the show is, five hours, four hours, whatever. It takes place tomorrow, very strong card overall. I'm going to talk about that and also talk about the Milwaukee Brewers a little bit. The Brewers are struggling right now. They are now uh, four and a half back behind the Cubs and just a half game above the St. Louis Cardinals with a win. The Cardinals will take over one of the wild card spots from the Milwaukee Brewers. So, like I said, lots to hold up, talk about. So, buckle your seatbelts, strap on in, and you know, give this. You know, hope you all enjoy this show. And you know, this show is brought to you by Evan Witt Fitness. If you're looking to get fit, you're looking to get healthy, lose weight. Uh, I am here to help you. I've lost about 150 pounds. <laughs> since 2012 and i want to help you i want to help you do the same you just got to shoot me an email at coach evan 66 at gmail.com coach evan 66 at gmail.com and let me know and i will get you set up with a workout and a nutrition plan that will help you get the results that you want to get Again, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, if you're not already, at EvanWittSports. That's at Evan, E-V-A-N, Witt, W-I-T, Sports. So with that, going to jump right on into some Green Bay Packers discussion. The Packers defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 51-34 to on Thursday, <clears throat> the Shrine Game. And the last time the Packers, a little tidbit here, played Pittsburgh in the preseason at home was 1996. And I think we all remember how the 1996 season ended. It ended with Brett Favre and Reggie White and company hoisting the Lombardi Trophy and bringing the Lombardi Trophy home after 31 years uh, since the Packers' last championship win. Now, not saying it's going to happen this year, long season to play, but just a little fun fact I wanted to share. You know, Packers got on the board first uh, and kind of went from there, uh, winning 
Uh, Deshaun Kaiser, 7-12, 149 yards passing and two touchdowns. Big fan of Kaiser in his game. He had an amazing touchdown pass to Jake Kummerow, who had three catches for 114 yards and an 82-yard touchdown catch and run for a for six, uh, got his first ever Lambo. I got got to do the Lambo leap. I'm sorry, not his first. He had one the week before, but got to do Lambo leap. Was hurt in the process, AC joint sprain, but it should heal quickly. Um, but that does hurt his chances of trying to make the Packers final 53. Deshaun Kaiser is showing uh, you know some some abilities that we've not seen from Brett Hundley at all. That throw that he did have to Kumaro, I don't see Brett Hundley making that throw. Speaking of Brett Hundley, he went 6-9 for 77 yards in the game. Uh, things I liked about Hundley, much quicker with the decision-making, getting the ball out much quicker, not holding on to it. And he's really leading the offense. It is preseason. We've seen Hundley be successful before in the preseason, but he was not able to carry it into the regular season last year, and that's going to be the, the question. Tim Boyle went 4-7 for seven for 37 yards. Uh, Boyle, I don't think he makes the 53-man whatsoever. He's more of a practice squad option, but Boyle is making his case week in and week out that he may deserve on a, may deserve to be on a 53-man roster somewhere, and that could be trouble if the Packers try to get him onto their practice squad. Somebody might claim him off the uh, waivers to get him on their 53-man. Aaron Rodgers, first action in Lambeau uh, in a, well over a year. Two for four for 35 yards and a touchdown. Rodgers looked good, able to evade some sacks. And threw a touchdown pass to uh, new Green Bay Packer, Jimmy Graham. And that combination, I think, this year is going to be amazing. The Packers threw the ball a lot. Did not really run the ball a ton uh, Joe Brogdon, uh, 13 carries for 41 yards. Uh, the only one with uh, more than 10 carries. Akeem Judd, who is no longer a Packer, 5 carries for 3 yards. And Tom Montgomery, 4 for 10. Jamal Williams, 2 for 2 before he parted with an ankle injury. I already talked about Jake Kumaro, who's making uh, his case for the 53-man roster uh, with some great catch and runs and showing some great ability. Lance Kendricks had a strong game with two of 28 uh, yards, for two catches for 28 yards. Devontae Adams, nice little catch and run for 27 yards early in the game. Mercedes Lewis made a big catch, a uh, 23-yard grab, uh, looked a little high, still came down with it. Robert Tunyon Jr. making his case for the 53-man, three catches, 20 yards, a touchdown, and a very athletic play in the end zone on a fade route in the back corner to get the Packers on the board uh, in the third third quarter. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, a catch for 15 yards. Last week's hero. This week, not as impressive of a game. Ty Montgomery, 2 for 13. Ekamenuas St. Brown, 1 for 12. Jimmy Graham, 1 for 8. Williams, 1 for 6. And Adonis Jennings, 1 for 5. Defensively, some things I liked, some things I didn't like. Tackling, especially by the back end of the Packers defense, mainly safety, haha, Clinton Dix and Kentrell Bryce. Tackling was atrocious. Uh, being in the proper position at times was atrocious, especially on the Steelers' second touchdown drive where the uh, running back for the Steelers, uh, James Conner, ran all around the Packers defense like it wasn't even there. <clears throat> The good news is that is something that they can work on. That's something they can teach up. That's something they can correct. However, 
Clinton Dix and um, Kentrell Bryce, if they're going to be your starting week one safety, they're going to have to step it up big time. Oren Burks had some big plays, especially attacking tackle in the backfield, which was set up by Kenny Clark and company on the defensive line. Blake Martinez, another strong game. Lindsey Pipkins uh, showing why he belongs. Tremont Williams opened the game with a pick six. And then rookie Josh Jackson with a pick six as well in the second half to open up the second half. Tremont Williams showing like the Tremont Williams of old on the interception. And Josh Jackson showing the ball skills that he had while in college already in the NFL level. Uh, kick returns was another adventure for Green Bay. Valdez Scatling uh, averaged 18, just under 19 yards per uh, per return, 3 for 56. Ty Montgomery had 2 for 42 with a 21-yard uh, return average, but he did have a fumble loss, and Quentin Rollins got a try. He had 1 for 16. Quentin Rollins had two returns for 35 yards, and Jackson one for 41. Quentin Rollins, uh, one of the returns he had, uh, lots of people were pretty excited about, but overall, you know, Quentin Rollins is probably a ball Quentin Rollins shouldn't have tried the field. He really shouldn't have, in my opinion. It looked like it was going over his head. He had to reach up and grab it. It wasn't a ton of hang time. And that's what really benefited Quentin Rollins is the ball didn't get in, uh, wasn't in the air for very long. And he was able to kind of field it on a line drive. But if if this was a regular season game, better hang time, that could have cost him some field position and possibly turned the ball over. Mason Crosby looked good. And J.K. Scott looked okay. He could have done better, could have done worse. But J.K. Scott, I think, is going to get ready, uh, get better as he gets more and more comfortable uh, punting the ball. <clears throat> now, moving on, the Packers have a very tough uh, choices to make for their 53-man roster. I put together a 53-man uh, roster for me, um, and I'm just going to kind of walk you through it. <clears throat> if I was creating the 53-man roster... This is what I would do. Quarterback would be Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Kaiser. Brent Hundley, I I I try to trade if possible. Try to move Hundley for some draft picks, late late draft picks for quarterback needy team. Uh, Tim Boyle, I try to stash on the practice squad. My running backs would be Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones when he comes back from suspension, obviously, and then Aaron Rupkowski. I try to stash Joe Bargaining on the practice squad. Very raw, but I see some t- potential there. I keep seven wide receivers. I keep Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Geronimo Allison, Jay Kumaro, St. Brown, Valdez Scantling, and Jamon Moore. I know Jamon Moore has been struggling. Valdez Scantling didn't show uh, the consistency with game two of the preseason. And uh, then St. Brown, I, I'm a big fan of St. Brown, so of course I pick him. But I don't see them letting all three rookie wide receivers go. Kumaro has done everything he can to make the roster, so I think they keep him. And barring a major injury or trade, Packers keep seven wide receivers on the opening day roster for the opening 53. Tight ends, I got Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, and Lance Kendrick. I think Robert Tonya, they stash on the practice squad. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they let Ripkowski go. Keep Robert Robert Tonya if he continues to show what he has been. And use Lance Kendricks a little bit in a fullback type role. Would not surprise me. 
offensive line, I have David Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Corey Lindley, Justin McCray, Brian Bulaga. And then for the other spots, I have Dylan Day, backup center. I think he's looked really, really good in uh, training camp and preseason. I think he's earned his roster. I think Jason Sprigg gets another shot, and Kyle Murphy as well. And that's more because of the lack of depth that the tackle position the Packers have. And I think Kofi Armici makes the team to be that backup guard. I think the Packers keep nine offensive linemen. So that that's my thought on offense. I think they keep 25 players total on offense um, with this team. Again, that's Rodgers, Kaiser, Jamal Williams, Tom Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Aaron Bripkowski, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Geronimo Allison, Jake Kumaro, St. Brown, Velda Scantling, Jamal Moore, Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, Lance Kendricks, David Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Corey Lindsley, Justin McCray, Brian Bulaga, Dylan Day, Jason Spriggs, Kyle Murphy, and Kofi Armici. Cole Madison, uh, he, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I thought he might have had a chance to push Justin McCray for starting time at right guard, but he's yet to return to camp, and I don't see how he makes the 53-man roster at this point. Probably start him off, uh, I, I don't even know how. I don't even know where they start him off. Defense, I think to keep uh, 25 on defense as well, to be perfectly honest. Uh, defensive line, I think they keep Mike Daniels, Muhammad Wilkinson, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Montrevious Adams, and I was kind of on the bubble here, but I think they keep James Looney. Um, a, a draft pick this year. I don't know if they, you know, if they give up, you know, give up on him or try to stash him on the practice squad. I just have a feeling they they end up keeping him. Uh, my original when I put out fifty three, I did not have him on, but I was a couple guys short, so I changed my mind. And I put him on the practice. I put him on the active roster. Outside linebacker, I think you got Clay Matthews, Reggie Gilbert, Nick Perry, Chris Odom, and Vince Beagle. I think Kyle Fracco gets let go. I put Vince Beagle on the list, being that this is just his second year in the league. I don't think uh, Packers give up on him quite yet. I know this is what I would do, so maybe there is a little bit of homerism there, too, being that Vince Beagle is a former Badger, and I'm very high on him. However, he's not looked good at all in in, uh, preseason games. And he's going to have to really step up big time if he wants to make this roster or try to make an impact. I think he does offer on special teams uh, quite a bit, and that might be a saving grace. Middle linebacker, I think the Packers keep four. Blake Martinez, Oren Burks, Ahmad Thomas, and Greer Martini. Uh, Martini's another guy put on the practice squad originally. But like I said, I was a couple guys short of 53. Uh, so I decided to add him more for depth. Um, they may sign a, a guy off of somebody else's team that gets cut a middle linebacker. I see that being an option. At corner, I think they keep five. Tremont Williams, Kevin King, Jahar, Jari Alexander, Josh Jackson, and Lindsey Pipkins. I think Quentin Rollins is going to get cut. I think Devon House is going to get cut. Or I would cut Devon House. I would cut Quentin Rollins. And I would cut Demetri Goodson. I think... <clears throat> Those are guys that are taking up roster spots that you can give to guys like uh, Looney and Martini and Kumaro and maybe Tan- T- uh, Tanya. Uh, Tonya, I think uh, he they take away uh, spots from those guys, and they especially takes away spot from a guy like Lindsey Pipkins. Safety, I got Haha Clinton Dix, I got Kentrell Bright, 
Josh Jones, Jermaine Whitehead, and Marwin Evans. So I got five safeties as well. Safeties, it wasn't so much uh, for Bryce Jones, Whitehead, and Evans that they're being playing so extremely well. It's that the Packers don't have anything at safety. Clinton Dix, the veteran, has not looked very good. Bryce does not look very good. Jones has not taken the sophomore jump. And then you got Whitehead and Evans, who are just guys in more or less special team bodies. And then your specialist, you got Mason Crosby, J.K. Scott, and Hunter Bradley. So that would be my 53-man roster. Now, I know some of you are thinking who's going to play some of the special team positions, like gunners. I think Pipkins could be a good gunner. I think Whitehead might be. you got some wide receivers with some speed to get down the field as well. So I think they'll be fine with the, the special teams positions overall. So that's what I would do for my Packers 53. Um, I'm very excited for this Packers season so far. Um, they've looked really good in the preseason. The offense has looked very explosive. The defense have made plays, especially with Reggie Gilbert. And I'm just uh, really enjoying this preseason so far. The one thing I do hope for regular season across the NFL is that they kind of figure out uh, or work on doing um, with this helmet rule because it's not looked good so far. Some plays that uh, are just good tackles, they call a penalty and 15 yards. Now, that could end up costing the team a game in the regular season. So they got to get that figured out. So with that, one thing I do want to comment on, uh, I saw a comment, a, a post on Twitter uh, from somebody that I don't even, you know, I follow him. I don't know why I follow him, but, you know, I had a uh, somebody on Twitter that I saw post um, about, you know, he lives less than a mile to Lambeau Field. So we should go to him for Packer coverage and not people that live in Pennsylvania or Illinois or wherever. And all I got to say about him, and I don't mean any disrespect to you, sir, and I know you're trying to get your, your, your feet wet. I'm sure you try, I know you're trying to make a, a name for yourself with your Packer coverage, and you seem like a nice guy. But the thing is, the power of social media today, the Internet today, you don't have to live just down the street from Lambeau Field to bring top-notch coverage and opinions. And the thing is, you're not really bringing coverage either. You're, you're sharing information that other people are giving, and you're giving your opinions. That's what you're giving. You're not giving your own coverage. You're not giving your own ideas overall. But a lot of the people that you're kind of calling out, they're giving their own ideas. They're giving their own opinions. They're giving their own thoughts. Me, I just laid out my 53-man roster. If I was putting it together, I live a few hours south of Green Bay. And my thing is, is be, you got to be more respectful, okay? You, know, you, don't, you don't grow. You don't... You don't grow. You don't... In in the broadcast field, in the journalism field, you don't grow to where you get to where you want to get by making enemies. You gotta you gotta be you know be friendly with the people that are working you know working in the industry. If you're slamming people that are working in the industry and some of the people, yes, it's quote blog sites just like what you run. Um, if you start trashing them, 
when you with if if and when they are writing for the Journal Sentinel or they're uh, working in you know ESPN or Sports Illustrated if that's what they decide to do, and you may want to get a job with one of those uh, areas someday, you're basically screwing yourself. So the thing is, very disrespectful comment. You you there is a low blow to a lot of people that offer great Packer coverage, that offer great Packer insight, offer great Packer thoughts, opinions, that you pretty much decided to trash. And that's not okay. And I hope you uh, recant that tweet and apologize for the disrespect that you offered people. And that's why people are disrespectful to you. I'm just going to be honest. People are disrespectful to you, sir. Because you're being disrespectful to other people. And if you want to get anywhere in the journalism field, which it makes it seem like you want to do, you ain't going to get very far. So just going to leave it at that. Next thing, Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers uh, went into the All-Star break uh, you know, looking pretty good for a wild card, but now... Things are looking kind of dicey. They're now four and a half back behind the Cubs. They're a half game up on the Cardinals for the wild card. And a Cardinals win today puts the Cardinals in the wild card. And a Cardinals win tomorrow uh, would put them a game and a half up in the wild card. And the Brewers are spiraling down the drain right now. They're three and seven in their last ten. Their bullpen is not playing that great. Their run differential is down to 35. Um, they've lost their last two, and it just it seems to be poor decisions after poor decisions. I know the injuries hinder things because you got Soria on the DL, you got Corey Knable who's not playing very well, you got Elbers on the DL, you got T- T- Taylor Williams on the DL, and now you got Ryan Braun hurt again, and you got um, <clears throat> Manny Pena hurt again. So I get the injuries; it's hurting you guys a little bit. But the Brewers are spiraling down the drain. Their their season is on the brink right here. And I'm not going to say today is a must-win game, but I think they got to win today. I I, I think they need to get a win today, need to get a win tomorrow to try to get some confidence back. And it's going to be difficult. And now you got Eric Thames leaving the game yesterday. Yesterday hurt, and you know we don't know how severe his injury is i'm pulling up the brewers twitter page now to check out their uh their uh roster for today but you know the no eric dames in the lineup today so the brewers are christian yellick lorenzo kane mike moustakas jesus aguilar travis shaw Keon Broxton, Eric Kraft, Orlando Arcia, and Wade Miley. Miley's been one of the Brewers' hottest pitchers since coming back from the DL. They need Wade Miley to throw a gem and get them a chance to win the series tomorrow. The Brewers don't play very well on Sundays. We all know that. But I'm worried for Milwaukee. I think if they lose today and then lose tomorrow, I think that's pretty much going to eliminate their playoff hopes. So with that, I did say I was going to mention some SummerSlam. SummerSlam going on tomorrow, and I do like the card. You got for the WWE Championship, you got AJ Styles defending against Samoa Joe. That should be a great match. And I've read that people say and think it, you know, they, they, their opinion is it should be the opening match on the card. I agree. I think that would be a very electric match to open SummerSlam with, give them a good 20, 30 minutes to open the show. 
and I think it'll just blow the roof off the place. Two extremely talented individuals between the ropes, and they know how to put on a show for the for the fans. For the and I, you know, I think AJ Styles retains, but I I think the uh, feud continues, uh, kind of like Nakamura and Styles did after WrestleMania. Universal Championship, you got Brock Lesnar defending against Roman Reigns. It's uh, first time defending his title since April 27th. Um, this match I can see going either way. Um, I know there's a big push to want to get the title off of Brock Lesnar. He's only defended it, um, what, five times this year. This would be the third one against Roman Reigns. But also fans don't want to see Roman Reigns with the belt. You know, this is where I could see a cash-in happening. Either Braun Strowman or Kevin Owens cashes in the money in the bank and take the title by beating Reigns. And if it's Kevin Owens rumored to face uh, Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell, the next pay-per-view, that would make a lot of sense if, you know, for Reigns turning his attention to uh, Kevin Owens because Reigns felt he should have the title kind of thing. But... I don't know what they do. I'm a push right here. I I I don't even I don't even know um, what direction WWE goes with this one. Raw Women's Championship. You got Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey, and for the longest time, I've un- been under the belief that uh, Bliss will win with outside interference by Natalia. But now that I think about it, with the Evolution coming up, the All Women's Pay Per View in October. I think they put the belt on Rousey because I think they want to have Rousey have the title going into Evolution. She'll face Bliss again next month, probably at Hell in a Cell, and end up retaining the title. And you don't want to wait till Hell in a Cell to put the belt on Rousey because Rousey's a big name. You want to put it on her at one of the biggest events of the year. SmackDown Women's Championship, you got Camella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. And unfortunately, I think Charlotte's going to win. And I say unfortunately because I want to see the belt on Becky Lynch. And I just don't see that happening. I think they're going to take the belt off for Camilla. The original plan was to put it on Becky Lynch. But then Charlotte able to come back a little sooner um, a little sooner than people thought. Now I think Charlotte's going to get the belt. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Um, this match I can see going either way because I think they want to kind of extend this feud as far as long as they can. So I don't think you're going to have a clean victory either way. Um, the Miz might win via DQ. Uh, the Miz might win uh, via some shenanigans. Daniel Bryan might win via DQ. He might win uh, when shenanigans attempted by The Miz go wrong. I think the wives might get involved. Um, Brie and uh, Maurice, I think they might even get involved. But I think Brian ends up winning at the end, but in a way that it's going to continue this feud uh, uh, more and more. At the Continental Championships, you got Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins with Drew McIntyre and Dean Ambrose in uh, corners. Um, I think Seth Rollins gets the title back. I think it sets up, it continues the feud, and I think it sets up getting Dean Ambrose involved in the feud and might start seeing McIntyre, Ziggler take team matches against Rollins and Ambrose for a little while until uh, we get some more into kind of the title matches. 
United States champion, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, defending against Jeff Hardy. I think Nakamura wins due to Randy Orton interfering and RKOing Hardy. Money in the Bank briefcase, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. I I wanted to stay on Braun Strowman. I want Braun Strowman to leave SummerSlam the WWE Universal Champion. However, my gut's telling me Kevin Owens is going to win. I think Kevin Owens is not going to end up winning this match. Uh, that's just what my gut's telling me. The Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. Uh, I think the New Day get the win. Big stage, put the belt on the New Day. Celebration. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. I think uh, Finn Balor gets the win um, in this one. Uh, the B Team versus The Revival on the kickoff show. Personally, I want to see the belt go on to The Revival, but for some reason, Vince McMahon does not like The Revival. So I think Vince McMahon keeps it on the B Team. Cedric Alexander versus Drew Glock. Uh, I think Cedric Alexander keeps it in a very great match. And Andre Sahin Almez and Ziana Varga versus Rusev and Lana. I think uh, the team of Var- Varga and Almez end up getting the win. I-, I just think they end up getting this victory um, tonight. I mean, not tonight, uh, Sunday night. They have the their big big uh, man and people in the back. From what I've read, are big fans of Almond, and they want to keep the momentum going. So, with that said, once again, I want to thank you all for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Evan Witt Sports. What are your thoughts on anything I talked about in this show? Feel free to comment. Like I uh, talked SummerSlam, talked Brewers, talked some uh, Green Bay Packers. So. You know, let me know uh, your thoughts. Um, you know, let me know your thoughts, uh, what you think of the show. And like I said, uh, the show is brought to you by Coach Evan Fitness. Um, I've lost about 150 pounds since um, since 2012. We have about 150 pounds since 2012. And I want to help you if you have fitness and health goals, either be it nutrition-based, be it workout fitness base i want to help you and all you got to do if you want to lose some weight and get healthy shoot me an email coach evan 66 at gmail.com i'm here to help you and with that said thank you all for listening and i will get back at you later enjoy the rest of your weekend everybody